Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, welcome back. It's the Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith, we back in the building. And today, yes, sir. and there just hasn't been a lot recently to talk about from SmackDown or Rampage. Rampage is just more of a, let's be honest, I mean, are they really following up with the stories? Somewhat, but some, mostly it's just matches. It's so, just a match. It's just a way to get other guys on TV for a couple of minutes. Yeah, pretty much. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start off with Monday Night Raw, uh, and we're going to talk about something worth talking about and the changes that he already sees, the, the changes that he already sees that Triple H has made now that he is the man, head of creative and everything. Uh, what does he see? How is it getting better? And where are we going next here with some of the stories from the WWE and Monday Night Raw? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is that uh, there seems to be more of an emphasis on championships. Uh, I'm saying that because all of a sudden now, uh, the women's tag team championships is back in play. There's a tournament all of a sudden. You know, not a coincidence that Sasha Banks and Naomi were announced to be returning pretty soon. So I think that's, that's the biggest thing that I'm seeing so far is there's emphasis on the championships. Apparently, the rumor is that... Um, Roman is going to be splitting his championships, maybe at Clash at the Castle. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw, but Friday uh, they brought back um, Karrion Cross, which was a surprise to a lot of people. We we hadn't seen that um, in the um, on the interwebs. You know, there was there were no spoilers about that, and I and I want to give Triple H credit about that. It seems that you know, for one, we noticed that he's brought back a lot of his old people from NXT uh, with with Karrion Cross and. Uh, Dexter Loomis that we'll we'll talk about in a, in a couple of minutes, but uh, he's finding a way to do these things and keeping them away from the the spoilers. Which you know sometimes, hey, that's what we are watching for to be surprised to get that that moment to get that uh, that pop. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do that if you read stuff a week ahead of time, two days ahead of time, and know when these people are coming back. So credit to Triple H on that man. He finds a way to do these things and keeps it out of you know off the off the internet. And I appreciate that. But uh, but that that's that's what I'm noticing so far, and a lot more action, a lot more action. I don't know what the time was on on Raw, but um, I was reading a stat the other day that said SmackDown had 45 minutes of action as opposed to 13 minutes on Vince McMahon's last uh, you know his, the last show where he was at the helm. So that is a drastic difference. That's over you know pretty much is that this is well over double the time, almost almost three times the time that um well, over three times the time. I'm tripping. That that there's action in the ring, and uh, hey, you got to credit that to Triple H immediately. So those are the things that just stick out to me right now. Uh, as far as Raw itself, man, it was it's an okay show. I mean, I, there's nothing about it that just like mm, okay. The, I think the biggest thing about Raw was, of course, the tag team championship. That tournament got started, and Bailey's group got the first victory uh, with Io Sheree. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing these names right. Uh, Io Sheree and uh, and Dakota Kai getting the first victory in the tournament and um looking forward to see what that group does uh i don't know exactly what they have planned but i'm pretty sure bailey is going to be thrown into the into the world title picture with bianca belair and listen with both of those two that can be nothing but a banger i'm looking forward to that um and then there was uh there was a u.s title match with bobby lashley and champa and um and Bible Lashley got a win. Champa put up a good match. I think Champa's a good opponent for uh for Bobby Lashley. And 
uh, appreciated what those two were able to do in the ring. The biggest storyline from Raw outside of the Judgment Day, which I think I'm I'm appreciating to finally see some movement in that group because you, I still don't know what the what the heck they're there. For. You still there, T? Okay. <clears throat> Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. We just lost Terrence for a minute, but I'm sure that'll only be briefly. Uh, oh, there he is. It, there he it, is. It, 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 it puts me in the mind of an old Dolph Ziggler uh, promo. It should have been me. <laughs> I lost you there, T, for a minute. I don't know if you hit the mute button by mistake or what. But I, I, I don't think so. What was the last thing we got, man? Man, I don't know. Um, I missed the last 30 seconds. Well, not 30 seconds. Maybe a good 10, 15 seconds. Uh, oh, no. I was just saying that I appreciate that, that there's finally some – a little bit of the direction with the Judgment Day. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, because there were you know there were, there were rumors that they were allegedly going to be a supernatural group, and or they're not going to be supernatural. Edge didn't like it. Yada yada yada. Yeah, that was Vince. Uh, yeah, but so far the only thing that's been supernatural has been Rhea Ripley choking the life out of Dominic, and you know I might be a little bit jealous about that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But I no, man. Um, the I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I said, I hear you. <laughs> um, the biggest storyline was that there was some kind of a makeshift car accident backstage and during an, um, uh, who was it? Was it an AJ Styles promo backstage? I think you see like police officers run through him and, yeah. uh, and I hate to use this, this, this phrase that's come up lately, but a bit of long-term storytelling, I guess. Wow. And uh, and toward the end, you see them arresting uh, another one of Triple H's old guys, Dexter Loomis, who has made his return hmm. to WWE. Again, another return that wasn't uh, wasn't spoiled by the internet. So, uh, or, or at least I didn't see it anyway. And sometimes I kind of shield myself from it, or at least I try to, mm-hmm. because I just want that surprise. Now, I don't know. I didn't. I've, I'm not an NXT guy. I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, but uh, I know that a lot of people were excited about Dexter Loomis making his return. I was excited about Karrion Cross coming back, and the way they brought him back was really, really good, and apparently they had big plans for him, which, honestly, he should have never been cut. He was just getting his push. He was The only thing wrong with Karrion Cross was, was what Vince had him doing. And, you, just, you know, you just get the sense that Triple H was kind of just sitting back and just wondering, like, if I ever got the opportunity, I would bring all these guys back and give them a good push. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think he thought it would come that soon. But man, it's it's it just seems like it's a good thing that it has because there's a lot of fresh faces around. There's a lot of fresh matchups. You know, I, I hope that they do get out of the um, out of the habit of having the same match for four or five weeks in a row. Seems that seems to be the case. So man, so far, even though I think Raw was an average show. Uh, thumbs up for the direction that Triple H is sending the company in. Okay. Well, uh, from a creative standpoint. Okay. Uh, it it almost seems like Vince. I, I it's I'm sure Vince McMahon is somewhere right now saying to yes. himself, "Man, H, you couldn't wait for me to get my you couldn't wait to get rid of my ass, could you?" I mean, the minute the minute Vince got out of the chair and Triple H was announced that uh, the head of creative, literally everything that like you can just see Triple H's vision coming to life man you talk about hitting the ground running seriously he okay. hit the ground running so i'm gonna ask this question one more time i got two questions for you the first the second question is gonna be do you think even though he is doing 
his damnness right now into, you know, entertaining the WWE universe once again and getting them back to where it's supposed to be and, you know, bringing the people back from, you know, the people that he brought in at NXT and if they made it from NXT to the big leagues on Raw or SmackDown rosters, that's fine. Do you think, though, he could make a mistake and bring too many back? After all of these releases, and now he has the same problem at some point that Tony Khan has in AEW mm-hmm. with too much talent, although they do have about seven hours of TV time a week versus AEW's three hours. But do you think that could be an issue at some point if he keeps bringing back everybody that you all want back? Or, I mean, and you know my theory. Eventually, look, we, we see what Triple H is doing. H is just immediately, as soon as he got the job, all right, this is what I was going to do, scratch this, scratch this, mm-hmm. bring him back to that. Again, I'm going to ask you one more time, Terrence. Do you think H and Stephanie and Dor, <laughs> I do those did they snitch on Vince McMahon to get this? this the only way they were going to get rid of him, did they do it, man? This just, you know what? I'm surprised <laughs> this hasn't been talked about more, Jarvis. Uh, me too. <laughs> because you know wrestling is full of like conspiracy theories like there are some people that think there was like a second ultimate warrior there are some people that think there was a second sting like remember when sting first came back it's like oh that wasn't sting um yeah i've never heard uh, of sting i've never heard yeah of sting yeah there was, there's a, I, some people were thinking that and there was there was something else man there's a lot of conspiracy theories out right there that and, was another cane they said at one point you remember there may have one? been another cane but yeah i mean yeah stuff like that um yeah there was um Oh my goodness, they're not hitting me right now. But there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, and uh, I'm surprised this is not this has not been added to the list of them. The more I look at how much Triple H is doing, drivers, I, if 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 it came out <laughs> tomorrow morning that Triple H was like the whistleblower, I would not be surprised. I mean, like he got demoted by Vince. He and, yep. and, and there was clearly that- a personal problem there because. This went out of his way. See, now now watching what Triple H is doing lets me know that there was a personal issue between Vince McMahon and Triple H. Yes. Because Vince went out of his way to erase everything that Triple H built. Yes. His yes. people, he cut them. They, they called it budget cuts. There was no driver. They were making more money than, than, than they, they were ever making. And we kept trying to figure out why are there so many cuts? Are they trying to sell the company? No, they weren't trying to sell the company. It was a personal vendetta with him and Triple H. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the NXT brand, they totally just revamped it, like just gutted everything Triple H had. And he slowly, now I ain't said slowly, I'm lying if I said slowly. He is quickly erased what Vince tried to erase. Right. And it's, you know, he's, I, you know, I, I edited a lot of video, and, and people that edit video know what I'm about to say, but. Triple H has quickly came in and hit Control Z a few times. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he he is he is right clicked undo to a lot of stuff that Vince uh, screwed up. And and again, I'm not complaining about it. I'm I mean, no, we, I'm not we, either. We knew when it when Vince stepped down, if this was really real, and we found out it seems to be pretty real. We knew that finally. What did we say to each other? I think we called or texted each other and said this is actually a good a great thing for the WWE. Yeah, uh, and, and I didn't know that it would be that good that fast. Like I said, man, he really hit the ground running. But yeah, you know me and my theories. It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be. I wouldn't be Jarvis Jeffries if I didn't ask you. Did he snitch? Did he do it? Did they set this up? Him and you know his wife Stephanie. And yes, she's the daughter of Vince. But I mean, it just got to a point to where I heard that he was just way out of his way. It just, it just too naive. Just too, just 
he, he's just an office rocker. Like he's going off in the headphones, you know, just, hey, don't do this, don't do that. I mean, it's it was just it's just been pretty much terrible. He 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 lost his touch. He lost he his touch lost completely. His touch. Completely. And yep. so yeah. But then again, just just had to ask that. But again, back to my other question: Do you think it's possible that he's going to bring in too many people back from all of these releases, or does he know when to say, "Hey, only the ones that are important, the ones that are going to get the pop, the ones that mm-hmm. the fans want to see." Like, how is he? Again, he's got plenty of rosters from NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. That's six seven hours of TV time. So yeah. that may not be a problem, but I'm just asking. Do you think so? Because no, he is it can't, it can't be a problem too. because because drivers, you got to look at it this way: what they have built, um, and and I'm going to give Vince and Triple H credit for this, but what they have built is a farm system. They they literally have a minor leagues, uh, and some of these guys they have to call them up. Carmelo Hayes is going to have to get caught up soon. Brian Breaker is going to have to get caught up soon because they've got guys in behind them and they need those spots filled. So, you know, they can only bring back a certain amount of guys because at some point those guys, you know, when it comes down to, what are we, in September almost, when it comes down for Survivor Series, Royal Rumble is usually the time where they, they you see guys, you know, come in the Rumble and get that, that first, like, little pop. Uh, guys like Carmelo Hayes, guys like Braun Breaker, they're going to have to get called up. And somebody's got somebody from NXT level up is going to have to come in and take their spot. And they've got these... These collegiate athletes come. They're, they're getting the best athletes in the country because they get, they're getting the young football players on NIL deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Those guys are going to have to get caught up, yeah. and so you know you can't bring back too many guys because there's only so many spots. That's You're going to have a whole lot of guys sitting in catering. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So well. uh, I, I think I think the biggest thing to watch is what we've been watching for the past year or so will be the fiend, or, or I don't want to call him the fiend because I hope if he if Bray Wyatt does come back. I hope they leave the fiend wherever Randall wasn't burning it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see the fiend ever again, but Bray Wyatt, right. I do want to see Bray Wyatt back. And uh, I really hope that that's the move. If that's the move, then that, that might need to be it because you don't have many spots left. Yeah. And you got to, and you got to get ready for when some of these AEW contracts run up, because you know, some of those guys are coming over. It's just, it's just the reality. It's the way it goes. Yeah. Cody Rose, Cody Rose has got to come back. Uh, apparently, The Rock is going to be there first of the year. Uh, so you know you, you only have so many spots. You're right. Well, uh, and again, speaking of Bray Wyatt or the Fiend, uh, he has definitely been teasing the hell out of his return, or yeah. or just saying a lot of weird, dark things about wrestling and how much he misses wrestling and all of that. So at some yeah, I read point, his post he, from the other day. Yeah, at some point it's got to be coming back. Just keep in mind, as I've said before, he trademarked Wyndham Six or something like that. And why? Yeah, I think Wyatt Six or Wyndham Wyatt, Six Wyatt. or something like well, that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wyatt was still in it. My my apologies. It is Wyatt, but there's a six behind it, so that's not like usually. If it's WWE, he wouldn't do it himself. But that made people think maybe he's going to another promotion. Maybe he'll be in AEW. Who knows? But now that Vince has stepped down, so many things have changed. He may just screw the Wyatt Six and, yeah, back. I'm back, H. What what, what you need me to do? Um, mm. I, and, and I'm sure Triple H knows what to do. But, yeah, I mean, look, I thought that it would have been great at one point if he came to AEW and he was the leader of Dark Order. 
he could have finished that with Crow that and was a started. perfect fit. That was a perfect fit. They in don't, so many ways. And I think that's probably what Tony Khan's plan, but he can he just cannot get him to sign the dotted line. Maybe, maybe, maybe Wyatt knows what's up and what Wyndham is doing here is just playing his cards right. And you, not don't, you know why he couldn't get him? Because he knew that he was hoping that this was, was gonna happen. He was never he was he was never gonna leave WWE. I, I just I just don't think that they was Something something went wrong in there. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he was ever planning on wrestling anywhere else. I still believe. That. But how you know, do I you know? That, I said that from day one. That I don't. I don't. I didn't think they really ever released him. I, you did say that. You've always yeah. said that. And if he ever comes back, we will find out. We will get to the bottom of that story. But I got to ask you this, T. How in the hell is Bray Wyatt to know that he will be back in WWE if? There wasn't some kind of conspiracy going on to where Triple H told him, man, just be patient with me, man. I'm going to get you right. back in here I, um, as that, soon as that, I can and, get hey, this son of a bitch out. Yeah, as soon as I can get this old SOB out of here, you'll be back. <laughs> he snitched, yeah. man. That's it. He snitched. Or the daughter did it, and it's like, hey, well, shit, I'm his daughter. You know, what's the? I'm the billion-dollar princess. Well, listen, <laughs> we, we, the two of the biggest storylines from WWE last year from non-wrestling storylines were – Triple H being essentially erased from the company for a minute there. <laughs> At least yeah. that's what it seemed like. Yeah. And Stephanie McMahon selling her stocks. She did. None of which made sense. They did not. Well, it did to me. I wouldn't be surprised if time. Stephanie was the one. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't be at all. I wouldn't be either. But again, look, I don't give a damn. I just thought I would bring it up and ask you. And just to make the great debate show a, a bit interesting here on the wrestling. Yeah, episode, sometimes you got to be a little controversial. A little controversial. That's what we do here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and we, we're not always the good guys. And so I'm saying that I wanted to bring it up. But either way, we are glad whoever did what they did. But I heard it was definitely an inside job. The emails. It had to thing, be. The things that was found out of the computers, that had to be inside. Somebody close to Vince got to that stuff. I can't think of anybody closer than the damn daughter. All right. And Shane, there's rumors that Shane O'Mac may be back as well. And I thought he was done. But heh, you just see how it's just everything is just coming coming and all into all fruition now that the dad is gone. And I think that this was the problem. It was it was, hey, listen, it was dad. If it's one thing about uh if it's one thing about life, one thing about history, we can we can, we can already tell you that uh, the more successful you are, the more likely it is that somebody close to you will stab you in the back. That is true. That's right. Yeah. Now, had Vince not been a run around stabbing people that <laughs> that he wasn't married to, he'd be okay. But, <laughs> <Right>. you know. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Uh, look, well, <laughs> any, but is there anything else you got with Raw? If if not, I would like to ask you about Dominic and, and Rey Mysterio. What's going on with those two? And where, where, where are they headed with that? Where, uh, you know, with, uh, he was pissed at Edge in, in the back. And then we, mm-hmm. again, I know you said Rhea Ripley was, you know, they, they messed him up or whatever in the back. But I, I see Dominic, and I think other people see it as well. Dominic is going to actually turn on his father. And I think that he is going heel and he's going to join the Judgment Day. That'll be the reason how Edge and Mysterio and Dominic lose if they do have this match at the next pay-per-view. He'll be mm-hmm. the reason why Edge, Edge and, and Rey Mysterio can't get the win because he'll turn, and then they'll get that feud going with him and his dad maybe, and then Edge and Finn Balor, and they'll just they'll just you know spread it out and forget the six man tags. That's how it'll yeah. probably go. That's just my two cents. What are you saying? No, I think I think I think you're dead on with that, and I think that it it needs to happen for Dominic's sake. He needs a change of character. Uh, somebody said this the other day in a thread I read that. Being Ray Mysterio's son as a character is just not working out for Dominic because he has no identity. 
Right. He's coming out trying to do his dad's moves, trying to move like his dad. And he's a much bigger person than his dad, which the kid is very athletic. He can, I, I like the way he, you know, he kind of moves around a little bit, but there's no identity to him. And uh, I think, I don't know if the judgment day is the right move per se. I would honestly, what I would have liked to have seen from Dominic was to, was to, for him and Ray to have some kind of a promo or something. And for Dominic to say, Hey, you know, I know you're my father, but I want to get it. uh, Like everybody else gets it. I don't want to start, you know, in the main roster and send him, send his butt to NXT and let him have a run in NXT. Uh, I would have personally liked to have seen that. And he could be a heel or face or whatever he wants to be in NXT. But uh, I don't know if the Judgment Day is the right move because I don't know. I just don't know what he's going to be as a quote-unquote dark character. Well, that that's a good suggestion, T, that you made. And I think it may be too late to do that now. Maybe It not. is too late to do it now. Okay, it's too late to do that now. But I think what HCs, even if he doesn't do it the way I just said it with him joining the, the Judgment Day, he'll probably still turn. I, well, I know he will turn. On his father and age, and he's going he's to, to have a he's match. He's got to evolve him. as a character. Yeah, he's got to turn. But he can do that without joining Judgment Day. He can do that. Um, now maybe yeah. he's going too far with that, but he definitely is going to turn. And I don't know what his character would be, but it it definitely would be different as a heel. So, uh, yeah. but but that that would have been great too if they done it like that. Uh, it would have, but you know, but he has to do something because again, everything that you just said, I totally agree with you one hundred percent. It's just not working like that, just him following his dad's footsteps. And I know at least you got to see it, and now he comes out and he lets everybody know when he picks up that microphone that this isn't the way I want to do it, and I'm better than you. I think I'm going to be better than you, and blah, blah, blah. And, again, you picked Edge over me. Like, this can be his, you know, and uh, I don't know. Maybe he feels like he didn't get tagged in the match enough. You trusted Edge. You didn't trust your son. He has so many ways he can go with it when he snaps mm-hmm. out and, cha- and, you know, when he explains himself. 24 hours later on the next Monday Night Raw after they do it at the pay-per-view probably. But, right. again, we'll see. Just wanted to see what you thought about it. Uh, is, there, is there anything else to touch on in the WWE uh, SmackDown or Raw before we move on to AEW news? No, I mean, they're getting ready for, for Clash at the Castle. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how Karrion uh, possibly into their championship match. The rumors that they're going to make it a um, – uh, best two out of three falls, I think, for one for each champ. First, the first fall is like for the WWE Championship. Second fall is for the Universal Championship, and they're trying to get one of the titles off Roman, basically, because they already know that he won't be on TV every day. Okay, okay. So wait a minute, though. Uh, you're saying that there's a possibility that Roman Reigns will lose one of the belts to Drew McIntyre. And he's going to lose one of the belts to Drew. He won't have to take a pinfall. Uh, Karrion Cross will more than likely take the pin. And uh, are you hearing? Drew gets to, are you hearing that Karrion Cross is gonna be in a match? I mean, I know he showed up. Yeah, in SmackDown, yeah, yeah. But... I think I think he's gonna be in a match. Okay. Uh, and that way, Drew still gets to win at home and get his pop. But Roman doesn't have to take a pin. You know, they're they're big on protecting people. Vince yeah. is gone, but they're still doing that crap. Okay. Uh, and uh, and yeah, so Roman won't, and so that, that means that more than likely, The Rock versus Roman will be for some kind of title, and maybe The Rock will take it off of him, but. Um, yeah, that's what it, that's the way it's looking like right now. Well, I thought Cody was going to take it off of Roman. You know, uh, unless, he takes, unless he takes it off at the Rumble or something like that. Maybe they have a match at the Rumble and the Rock, you know, makes Roman lose. Uh, I just don't see where him and the Rock need a title because they don't. No, they don't. But, they but don't. I, I think they would rather have Cody win the title at Mania 
there's a lot of variables. And, and you know, it's, it's interchangeable a lot of the times. I think, I think, yeah, you could be right, but that's so far fetched. I mean, that's so far from now the way it seems. I, I see. Yeah. I would say you take uh, Rock and Roman for no bills. I mean, we're not. No, they don't need. They don't need a title. They don't need a title. The Rock is not going to be around long, and so what? What would that do? No, t- no titles for that for that match, and and take that to WrestleMania, and that way yeah. Roman is not in the big card or whatever you want to call it. It's probably a big car on a big card, but I mean, in my opinion, like who cares? It's the Rock and Roman. No belts need to be on the line because I'm not taking anybody serious on that. Not, not the Rock winning the championship. Now he did it in back in like 13 or 14, beat Punk. But we knew that that wasn't gonna last. I mean, he, right? He he, he took the bet off Punk just to put it on Cena. There you go. There you go. Okay, so yeah, no titles for Rock and and Roman, and they should save it for WrestleMania. I think at uh, WrestleMania, Cody should be going in as champion against whoever he's going against. But he should win it at the Royal Rumble. I think he should win it at the Rumble, and he should also go into WrestleMania as the champion as well and have that moment. He can already be champion. He doesn't have to win it. At Mania, he can go in as champion mm-hmm. at Mania and still, you know, retain his title. I think Rumble is when you take that off of Roman Reigns, and I think that they can get by. And that still seems like a but. How, how long is that from now? About Not four, long, about man. four or five months before before yeah, we get to the I Rumble. Yeah, I mean, it comes up before you know it. Yeah, so I think they can stretch it out to then, but I don't think Roman should hold the belt all the way from now till. No, it's till it's time April. for Roman to lose that belt. It's time for him to lose the belt, and if he's only going to have one, then it makes sense to hold that one until the Rumble, let Cody get it, and then Cody can jump into whatever feud with whoever, um, you know, for the for Mania. And I see that being Randy Orton or whoever the next. Well, hell, it could be uh, what's his name, the Mister Money in the Bank, right now. But I, forgetting about him. He's going to win the title at some point. I just don't know who he's going to take it off of. Um, you know what? This is what he probably does. Poor Drew Maybe McIntyre. he's going to take it off of him, and Cody wins the Rumble and then, you know, gets it at, 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 at Mania. No, he may take it off of Drew McIntyre right after Drew McIntyre wins one of those bills. He should. No, he absolutely should. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, like. I would, I would love it. Hey, that's the most heel thing you could do. Yep, yep. And speaking of heel things, before we get into AEW, I just want to quickly remind everybody how great Edge was in his heyday. That man lost yep. the WWE Championship belt at Elimination Chamber. No, it was in an elim- Elimination Chamber match. Excuse me. Um, it was at No Way Out. The Elimination Chamber match, the very first match of the night, he lost the WWE Championship belt. Jeff Hardy pinned him so fast he didn't know what happened. He was begging the ref not to leave. They said, "Get out of here, you've lost." And he just, he just, <laughs> he's just so good with it. He was just like, "No, no, no." He had the bulging big eyes, and they were like, "Yeah, it's over with, man. Get out of here." And he didn't, we not want to leave that damn chamber. Later on that night, he attacks Kofi Kingston, and then I had a problem with it being Kofi, but he attacked of Kofi. And then Rey Mysterio comes to avenge him. And then he and, – and so you know it's going to be Rey Mysterio at the end of the chamber. And those are the last two. And um, Edge wins the title. But before that, it was like John Cena, who was the champion in that last Elimination Chamber match. And I'm trying to run through this as quick as I can. Uh, Cena got um, – he got the Cold Breaker from Jericho. He got the 619 immediately after that from Rey Mysterio. And then he got a spear from Edge all back to back to back. And Edge pins him. And the look on Edge's eyes when he realized 
the champ is out. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And it was it was just remarkable. And then, but that was your way of knowing that Ed is gonna win this whole damn thing. And he, yep, he he came in as a champion, and he still walked out as a champion with a totally different title. With a totally different title, the one that belonged around his waist in the first damn place, the world heavyweight title. Edge was just so damn good. I gotta say, it I'm was. sorry. And that, that ultimate, uh, that ultimate opportunities character was just nice. He man, like he, screw the rated R stuff. But the ultimate opportunities, man, he, hey, he made the money in the bake famous. Ultimate opportunities. It was just so defining. You're right. It yep. was just he really did make that moment. I mean, you know, Undertaker the SmackDown. What he did to Undertaker out to Mark Henry attacked him. I mean, you know, JBL was like, no. Nah. Even JBL was like, no, not this way, Edge. Not this way. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it. Edge was the true ultimate opportunist, and I just had to bring that up. I hope, I hope, and I know it will be biting. I know it would, but Tony Khan should women's champion, which she, Terrence has said many a time, she already truly is. She should she do that the same champion. night. She should do it the same night. Edge is, Edge is phenomenal. He was phenomenal with that, man. But anyway, yeah, moving on, to the AEW, um, you know, like there's been a lot of backstage heat uh, with AEW as far as Tony Khan uh, just pretty much getting crazy on the headphones and the headset. He's just making changes too much at the last minute. Everybody's just starting to kind of like walk on eggshells with him. Uh, he's stressed out. He's got a lot going on. And then there's a lot of backstage heat about all of the a lot of the wrestlers saying that they're unhappy, um, you know, and again, this is ringside news that's reporting mm-hmm. this stuff, and a lot of people think that's false. Tony Khan has came out and said that stuff is false. They're just trying to get yep. a story because H is in charge, and there are a few people that may feel like, hey, we want to go back over there now that H is in charge. Well, Dustin Rhodes, you may remember him as Goldust, had a meeting with a lot of the people. He's a coach. He's a wrestling coach in AEW, and he pretty yep. much told everybody, I guess he's heard the rumors, if you don't want to be in AEW, if this isn't the place for you, and if you want to go over there and see how it is, good luck, but just get the F out. Like, leave now. Speaker forever yep. hold your peace. I'm sick of hearing all of the garbage. I'm here for people that are all in, all elite. If you're not, just get the F out. And this is exactly what he told a lot of the people in the back backstage and tony khan says that everything is okay he's hired and promoted a few other people to help him with the booking and other things well i he didn't necessarily say it was booking but i hope it is because tk you got too much going on bro just too much and you got to slow down you cannot control ring of honor dynamite and uh rampage that's just too much and the dark stuff you can't you just can't do it all by yourself so hopefully what these do, people. What do you what do you recommend that he does with uh, with Ring of Honor? Because I, I like I remember the hype behind him buying Ring of Honor, and it just seems like it's been more of a disaster with Gresham, the, who was the champ at the time. Yeah. Uh, basically trying to get out, trying to get released. Yeah. What, what should he do with Ring of Honor? Should, should, I I think you you made this mention the other day, but somebody like Cornette who was at home, or dare I say even a Bischoff maybe, or somebody young up and coming maybe that's. Maybe that's a good job for Dustin Rhodes uh, to actually run the show over there while he runs AEW because you can't run two companies. I mean, that's just that's unheard of. Even when when Vince bought WCW, he he made it one company. He didn't try to run two companies. You can't do that. No, you cannot. And I mean, again, in my book, it's not two companies anymore. I think Ring of Honor is a is AEW, but he just wants to keep that name because I'm, that makes sense because yeah, of the hardcore sense. wrestling fans that he tries to please yeah. too much. Sometimes it can it can yep. be, it can it can definitely you know 
be a gift and a curse. And, uh, you know, Tony Khan is just like NBA 2K. NBA 2K is a great game, but they make so many changes because they listen to the fans, uh, the customers too much. Uh, and the WWE, up until now, has been like more EA mad because they, <laughs> they don't, don't make, listen enough. They don't listen enough. <laughs> That's pretty much what it's been. <laughs> so That's a good analogy. I appreciate it. So basically, <laughs> I think TK has some of the people, and I would definitely bring in Cornette. I don't care what anybody says. Cornette knows his shit when it comes to wrestling, though. I'm sorry. You need to bring yeah. that guy in. He's giving you a lot of tips, a lot of pointers. He's helped you out. He's giving you some freebies, and you're not taking advantage. You will do the opposite just because Cornette said do it. And it's like, dude, no, he's right. He's right about the MJF thing. They dropped the ball with that. They dropped the ball with several things here. Even the interim championship, they shouldn't have been done like that. Either just give Moxley the belt or screw the tournament crap. Just just uh, have somebody that's going to go against Punk when Punk comes back. We don't want Moxley and Punk. I don't care what some of the hardcore wrestling fans say. What do they know? Stop. How, how long How long has Punk been now? I mean, I know he came back tonight. We'll talk about it in a second. But, yeah. Uh, uh, how, lo- how long was he out? Man, I'm gonna say it wasn't even two full months. I don't think so. It wasn't. It wasn't anywhere near as long as what I thought it would be. I don't think he's 100, percent and he hasn't been fully cleared. But I think that they're trying to hurry up and push this thing for all out because they're afraid that they're not going to get the pay per view sales that they normally get for all out, and they're pushing and they want Punk and Kenny Omega on this card, which we will get into in a minute here. But I think Cornette needs to be there. I think William Regal needs to get his ass. Away from that damn desk, and he needs to go run Ring of Honor. Or Dustin Rose yep. can run Ring of Honor. They can focus on the small fries, the small potatoes, I'm sorry. And then as far as AEW, that's when somebody like Cornette, and I would pick Cornette over Bischoff. I'm sorry. Even Bischoff I knows would what's too. up. No, I would too. Yeah, didn't, didn't Bischoff bring in Cornette and TNA? Bischoff essentially, Bischoff essentially had in his hand with the NWO, and with a young, uh, he had a young Steve Austin and all those guys. Not at the same time, but he had them all. Uh, he legitimately had a ten hand in spades, mm-hmm. and he ended up with four books. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what Bischoff had. So I don't, I don't. That's no debate. Everything that everything that Bret Hart says about Bischoff, I believe it. He does not know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey man, I cannot argue with you. You won't get no debate from me on that. And I, that's why I would actually take Cornette over Bischoff. I saw what Cornette did in TNA for the time being at one point in the early 2000s, uh, 04, 05, somewhere around there, when they were doing yep. their thing, Kurt Angle, uh, Bully Ray, Christian Cage, uh, Booker T even came over there for a minute. That was, they had it going on, and they had some good stories. Awesome Kong, Gail Kim, oh, man, the beautiful people. Uh, they had some good things going on when Cornette was in charge. And then came yep. Hogan, and then came Bischoff. And, who we and then they went downhill once again. Once again. Bring in Cornette. I know it sounds like he's this bitter old guy who just is hating and he's jealous on everybody. He's passionate. But he's very passionate, and you have to love that. That means he's going to give you 110 20% for your company, for your promotion. Tony Khan, if you're listening, if anybody gives this to Tony Khan, man, please, go get Jim Cornette. But in the meantime, you cannot do all of this by yourself. You have people like William Regal who can run Ring of Honor. Hell, maybe Brian Danielson, if he knows how to book, let him take what Cody did because he's not wrestling as much these days, uh, mm-hmm. I, even though he's going to wrestle Daniel Garcia next week on Dynamite, and we'll get into that. It's a two out of three falls match. 
And I like what he's doing, talking about how he choked him out and, you know, he, he needs to go somewhere. I own you. I get all of that and I like it. But, man, his days are, you know, like, until, unless you're telling me he's going back heel and he's going to do the things he was doing before the Blackpool Combat Club was started, was formed. I don't really care to see Brian Danielson in the ring. You know what? You know what, Daniel Brian Brian Danielson should really do. I keep calling him that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he should call up Triple H, and he should say Triple H. Uh oh. I well, hold on. I, I want to bring back the Yes chant in AEW. Is it okay? Hmm. Hmm. Well, and I the, really the, and I really believe he should kind of restart the Yes movement in AEW. Because, the, listen, as good as Brian Danielson has been in the ring his whole career, yeah, his biggest moment came from the Yes movement. Yeah. And if they could get some semblance of that, um, I believe that we could see, at least on a short period, because I don't think Brian Danielson has long left in the ring, man. The, the injuries piled up, the concussions piled up. He's one he's one bump away from just having to call it quits for sure. Yeah. Um, and I believe that if he could do that, we could get something great, lightning in the bottle one more time out of Brian Danielson. But I, I think that that's, I don't think it's that far fetched either because I don't think Triple H cares. I don't think he Vince, does either because Vince he didn't like cared. it. Yeah, yeah. But Vince actually did a few things and Tony Khan has let a few things go by where we might have would have saw the forbidden door at some point. I'm not sure. But Triple H we might see. We might see it now. We're, I think we're as close to it now as we've ever been. Maybe. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Triple H may try to lock that door shut. And as yeah. far as Brian Danielson, you're right. He doesn't care. I don't think he cared for Brian Danielson. I mean, it was at a point that where they said they started, like, pretty much pushing when he was Daniel Bryan to the back because they were sick of the yes chance. And they were doing mm -hmm. whatever they could to get rid of that, even though it never went away. And and the fans are still doing it in AEW. He just can't do it. Uh, right. So yeah, I man, that would be great, but I'm I'm not sure if Triple H would even answer the phone for that. I mean, I mean, I can't forget him saying a piss and company when he called AEW mm -hmm. in 2019 yeah. before they even televised their first show. And let's not forget the things and the shots that Cody Rhodes took at Triple H. Before we go further into AEW, something else that nobody has ever asked is Triple H going to be petty and mess this whole thing up for him and the company when Cody Rhodes comes back. Is he going to think about all the shots that Cody took at him? Cody came back for Vince. Vince is the one who flew out to Atlanta, Georgia, to this man's right. home to, to, to persuade him into coming to WWE. And, you know, he did it. But Triple H had nothing to do with that. Triple H, Cody Rhodes even came out to say that they still don't really speak. He's been back and it's like, this is a guy who really looked down on me and blah, blah, blah. And, Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know how he feels about me or looks at me now. I've went and reinvented myself. I'm not the same Cody that I was when I left. I don't know. And I don't think that he's busy trying to, you know, like get Triple H's ap approval. But at the same time, I don't know if he knows how to, you know, act or how to move around him. And I don't know how Triple H is going to move around him now that he's in charge. Do you think he's going to be petty about this? Or is he going to do one thing that Vince McMahon was great at? Doing what's best for business. Mm, man, I got to believe that he will be best for business. Until I see him put his personal issues out there, um, it does seem like he he really cares about the company. So I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I would very much take a close watch. Hmm. Okay. I'd very much take a close watch. Because I, I just, you know, those personal vendettas, man, sometimes they're hard to bury. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, they brought Sting back years ago. 
and he just could not lose that damn match with Sting. He was supposed uh, to have been going over, but he didn't put Sting over. Last minute, he changed it. Hey, Vince, not doing this shit. Come on, man. It, we're kicking his ass. And that's exactly what happened. Vince would get yeah, in. Triple H had some, uh, some, some unforgivable sins. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, the, the, to me, the, the, the Sting win and the Booker T win, to me, are two of his uh, unforgivable sins. And don't forget, like, even when Goldberg was first over there, like, he beat Goldberg in the Elimination Chamber. Like, he, Ric Flair snuck him a uh, sledgehammer and he hit him with it. Yeah. Like, Triple H just does not like to, when it comes to people from people from other companies, man, he likes to put himself over some kind of a way. So, hopefully, th- those feelings have died. But, you know, you got to watch him because he's still, <laughs> he's yeah. still Hunter Hurst Hamlet. He's still Paul Levesque at the end of the day. That's right. Just thought I would bring that up. Hopefully, we don't have to That's talk about point. that That's again. That's a good point. There's something to watch. Yeah. Can't wait to see when Cody comes back to see how that goes. All right. Um, now, AEW, again, Tony Khan said everything is fine. We're good. Those are a bunch of rumors. He's happy with where they're going, and there's not as many unhappy AEW superstars as their uh, ringside is claiming it to be. Now, uh, there is rumors that MJF could be on his on, on his way back. Dr. Britt Baker posted something on her IG today, I mean, uh, on Wednesday, where it was like uh, her in the back room, in the in the back in the locker room with MJF, or they were somewhere. And, you know, there was no caption or anything by it. She didn't say anything, but people assumed that she would be on, he would be back on Dynamite. He was not. Uh, there was rumors that Kenny Omega is coming back. He will be a part of the Trios Tag Team Tournament, or Trios Tag Team that they're about to have. And Tony Khan always said that he was going to do it. But he didn't want to do it until Kenny Omega returned. So we've already we've always known whenever they finally do this trio tag thing, Kenny is right behind it. And here we go. Absolutely. And again, and, and if you if you put all the ducks in a row, if you you know, if you just you can pretty much figure the crossword puzzle out. I mean, he was working on the AEW Fight Forever game. That game is now officially done. Uh pretty mm-hmm. pretty much. It's available for pre-order as well, and I've already purchased mine, my copy. Um, and now, here we go. The game is done, so Kenny's job is done there. We haven't heard anything about any more setbacks with his injuries, and here we go with the trios. So, uh, the Young Bucks went to the back locker room in a segment on Dynamite last night and talked to uh, Hangman Adam Page, who was back there with the Dark Order. A lot of people were suspecting, expecting um, Hangman to say, screw Dark Order. I'm sick of you weirdos any damn way. I'm going back to my guys, Elite. Well, they asked, humbly, will you be our partner in this trios match? Let's go get these titles. This is the way it's supposed to be. And again, Mac Jackson did a – Nick Jackson did a great job. He uh, did. As far as his promo and how he just pretty much humbled himself and said that, yeah, since we've made it to the big leagues – we haven't been the same as we were before and when we were over wherever they were and in the, on the NBC. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. And so it was great. And it was, you know, you, you almost saw Hangman about the blush. And then he declined. And uh, everybody knew then when he declined that, yeah, we know who that question mark is. We know who that, yeah, that third absolutely. tag team partner is going to be. And next week I'm sure that will be Kenny Omega. So now, um, Terrence, do you like where they're going with this? Uh, with the tree, first of all, I don't like trios tag team. I don't like six man tag teams. I hate it. I'm damn near Vince McMahon when it comes to tag team. Period. But I do respect the tag team divisions. But trio, that's too much for me. They're gonna do yeah. it though, and I guess this is a way to get more people on TV because they have so much damn talent, um, or or whatever you want to call them. They have plenty of bodies. How do you feel about it? 
and uh, you know, Kenny Omega returning. Is this good? Is this the way he needs to come back, or did, were you expecting something different? Mm. Is this the way he needs to come back? I would have liked to have seen him come back, and 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 it, it seems like a lot of these guys. They're older. They've been doing uh, so much uh, traveling and so much independent. And a lot of these guys are, you know, very, very versatile wrestlers. They, they're high impact. They take a lot of chances. It just seems like a lot of these guys are kind of on their last leg. Kenny Omega's come out and said that if he has another injury like he just had, it, that's it. Um, yeah. I, and I'm saying that to say that I would try to get some of those big matches that I, that I, that I, that I brought these guys in for. So I wouldn't be I, if I'm if I'm Tony Khan I'm bringing Kenny Omega back and putting him into the title picture, man. Like uh, you know maybe not straight up into uh, Moxley and 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 CM Punk because clearly they're on a collision course. But maybe after their title match, he comes in and stands face to face with whoever wins the match. More than likely CM Punk. Um, I just I just think that time is running out on some of these big matches that you know we all kind of dreamed of when. CM Punk joined the company and Brian Danielson joined the company. So I'm trying to get him as, as, as quickly as I can. That's me. Uh, I, I'll just be glad to have Kenny Omega back on TV somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest Kenny Omega fan, but that guy in the ring is amazing. And uh, just, just having him back would be good. And plus, you know, rehab sucks. Like, <laughs> people that go through injuries, they can tell you that, like, you know, the injuries, as painful as, as they are, like, the rehab is way worse. So, yeah. Um, Hopefully that's going as well as it can go for him, or it's gone as well as it could have gone. And uh, but yeah, I would I would bring him back into a much more of a singles role, and I would be trying to get him back with the trios. Yeah, um, that was one of the things that I hated about it as well. Because when I first started watching AEW, I didn't really know who the hell Kenny Omega was. I remember hearing the name a few times. Just- I always heard about it, but I didn't. I had never really seen him compete. But I had been hearing about it, you know, of course, for years. Me either, and I always. Question. I always question why did Vince McMahon never bring him in then to the WWE. But then I started hearing stories. He he rejected him. He rejected him before more than once. I've heard he loved being out there in Japan. He loved being on the indie scene, working everywhere. Those were things that you just couldn't do if you were with the WWE. So when he got an opportunity to do something on the big leagues, not quite the WWE, but this is number two. Let's let's be honest. AEW is number two now. Mm-hmm. He knew he was going to be able to work the scenes everywhere else. So when I started watching him, I'm like, hey, he's all right. He's not bad. But uh, yeah, he's good. He started off, though, on the tag team scene for the most part. Like, eventually, remember immediately him and Hangman Adam Page were tag team champions for a, a while. Right. Like, damn near a full year. Yeah, and I'm like, hmm, when is this going to break up? Because I thought these two were supposed to be in a singles action, you know. And, again, it did end up with them fighting against each other for the belts. They were doing so much long-term storytelling at the time. It, it didn't. It didn't bother me because they they were they were doing everything just right in the beginning. So I'm just saying though that I think the only reason why he's not coming back on the single scene just yet is because I think they they're saving something for MJF, which they better be because I mean he's he's overdue, and I don't think anybody should be becoming two-time champions as far as an AEW champion until MJF has at least gotten his once. And yeah. I I used to question should he be an AEW champion or is he just a Mike guy you know who you know who's really he's all right in the ring but I mean I wouldn't say he's just like oh I can't wait to watch an MJF match I'm fine with I'm fine with the pipe bomb in his hand that's it I, that's all I have to see to be honest but he's not bad I'm just saying he's not great that's just my opinion but again it's time I know that now he is Mister 
Mr. Ratings, and you got to put them in there. Now, I don't know exactly how they'll do it. Maybe after Punk beats Moxley, then he comes in after that, or, you know, I don't know. But it's time. Mm-hmm. He needs to come back. I don't know who they'll throw him in with. I've, I've heard that it would be him and Punk again. So now that Punk is back, I'm sure – MJF is on his way. And Dr. Britt Baker, she did post him today. So, I mean, that's got to be something to that. But, um, but yeah, uh, single the single scene is exactly where he should be. And I remember Don Callis being at, um, man, Revolu- Revolution. He was at Revolution. And I can remember him. Was it Revolution? Um, yeah, it was Revolution because it wasn't double or nothing. He was at Revolution. Mm-hmm. This is how I know Kenny Omega really had some setbacks. Because he showed up on the pre-show, and he cut a badass promo with Tony Schiavone, and he brought up Kenny Omega, saying that this show will be all right, even though you know it's not. It ain't no Kenny Omega. He's not here, so you know you're not gonna you're not gonna get your complete money's worth. Don Callis just doing what he does, but I'm thinking that he's on his way back, and then it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So hopefully right. we see Don Callis again. But that's how I know he was supposed to have been coming back then, and that didn't happen because he had setbacks, and he also deals with vertigo. So. Again, going into Dynamite T, uh, quickly, Darby Allen started out the show with Brody King. They had a coffin match. It was a pretty good match. Uh, but then they got crazy with Malachi Black and, you know, the rest of the uh, the Black House uh, the coming out and interfering. And Sting was in the coffin, and he comes out the coffin with the bat. And uh, I'm really getting sick of this Sting thing. As much as I love Sting, like, damn it. Like, these guys cannot be this damn afraid of a 60-something-year-old state. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. But, again, as we move on, uh, Darby ended up winning the match. It was a good one, but Darby wins. And uh, he he was choking him out with a – with the with the uh, with the chain that Brody usually has around his neck, and he literally had it around his damn neck. And he was choking him out with it up, up against the rope uh, on the, off the apron, and he just falls. When he drops it, he falls right into the coffin and it shuts. So it was a hole-in-one, as uh, JR would say. And it was good. But then we moved on. I think we had uh, Leo Rush and uh, Andrade, Andrade going up against the Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers reminding you how great of a tag team they are when it comes to wrestling and putting on a show. They did that, but they lost. Andrade won, got the pin. They needed that because Andrade and them just have not been doing much. But, Terrence, I found it interesting that Andrade never came out of his shirt or pants, and he usually wrestles in just his trunks. He usually takes off everything. I don't know if you caught that or not. I I did see that, yes. I heard he had been injured. I don't know if he suffered something in the Ric Flair match. Uh, or whatever, but he didn't take everything off. He still the looks way, like he's the way he had to carry him. He may have suffered an injury. Maybe, maybe, but uh, nonetheless, they did win the match. And uh, but fast forwarding on, because those had no stories to them in my in my book. I mean, I I know they they cut a few uh, uh, backstage video cuts and and all of that, but I don't really call those stories. And I've talked about Hangman Adam Page declining the Young Bucks, and we've talked about how we know it'll be Kenny Omega next week. So fast forwarding, Hangman is going to be in the corner for Dark Order when they get into this tournament, a tournament that you know they're not going to win. What are they going to do with Hangman before we move on, though? I mean, is this all he's going to do is carry the pom-poms for Dark Order or what? (laughs) Not the (laughs) pom-poms. Oh, man. Um I don't know, Jarvis. I, and I think this has always been a problem with Hangman. He always, to me, kind of gets lost in the shuffle. You know, there, there was a long time where there were where you and I were clamoring, saying that he should be, you know, in the title picture, and he was just doing the thing with the Dark Order, you know, drinking at bars here and there. But 
Yeah. Uh, if he was on TV at all. He needs to get back to the drinking, too. But yeah. He needs to get back to the drinking. But, uh, but yeah, man, so I just, I don't know. Honestly, I really don't. Me either. And 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 even when he was the champion, it was not a good run because they still they still kind of lost him in the shuffle somehow. They some did. Way. They did. And they've got to stop doing that when people are champions. Well, I I think that he just got at a bad time where a lot of those WWE guys were come were coming over, and they oh, just ended yeah. up not being about him. That's right. That's right. That was a bad time, and that's Tony K. That's that's TK's fault though. Tony Khan should not have been hiring signing all those people, and he. He sees what's up now because he's slowly letting all of these AEW contracts expire, and uh, some of the most of these people aren't important. They were dark people anyway, and some of them from dark order. But still, he's doing it because he knows I just got too much damn talent, and I don't need or I'm not gonna do anything with half of these people. Okay, keeping right. it moving though, we had Luchasaurus come out, and he had a very quick squash match against mm-hmm. I don't even know who, some jobber, and he wins Somebody. that match. Yeah, he, he wins it very quickly, and then that's when Christian Cage is in the back cutting another promo, and he's talking a little ish. And uh, Jungle Boy had already came out to the to the announcer's table, forgot to say that, before Luchasaurus' match. And then Jungle Boy just says, oh, he's here. He's in the building. He goes straight to the back immediately, looks up at the Jumbotron. Oh, I see you. Goes right to the back, and just right as he was about to just, just lo- take a load off right in – Right on Christian. He was about to take a good shot. Christian ducks out the way just in time. Uh, well, actually, he doesn't really get out the way. Security just just rushes Jungle Boy right they at the did. last second. Snatched him out of the air. Snatched him out of the air. And, uh, you know, so he still can't get his hands on Christian. Christian is just talking noise. They're doing good. I wish we could have got a little bit longer of a promo from Christian. But this has been the only thing to me that's been quite interesting as far as a good story. Since MJF has been gone, in my opinion, are you? Do you like so far how they're going on with this with Christian and Jungle Boy, or is it time to go ahead and end it or get a match going? Or you know, they're trying to push it into all out though. They're trying to push it into all out. I mean, I, I do appreciate the story, but at some point, there's got to be like an actual altercation, even if it's you know Christian laying him out with a sneak attack or something. But um, yeah, there's got to be something because I think we already know that. Luchasaurus is going to turn and 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 side with Christian. He's just kind of baiting uh, Luchasaurus in. I don't know if anybody I mean, else he's just, knows he's that. Baiting, baiting Jungle, he's baiting Jungle Boy in. Sorry. Right. I don't know. Do you yeah. really think that? Do you really think anybody else knows that? Yeah. Or okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the case. No, no. I, I mean, I, I believe you. I kind of think so mm-hmm. too, but I don't know if everybody thinks that though. I don't know if they really see that coming. They may really actually well, think that Luchasaurus. You, you know. Yeah, and I and I hope that's the case because I, you know. I want what they're trying to do. I want it. I want it to work. Uh, sometimes, you know, being so observant and seeing things ahead of time is not not the best thing. You know, it kind of ruins the surprise for you sometimes. But right, uh, I, I hope it works that way. Right, true. Okay, so moving on after that, Miro cuts another trailer in the back. Another uh, another promo quickly though. He finally kind of lets us know that the hell with the House of Black. I said the Black House earlier. My my bad. I think I said that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the House of Black, he pretty much says that, you know, like, hey, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then there's the blondie. What's her name? Um, the one who, Julia Hart, she comes mm-hmm. over and she she's right there standing next to, to, to the Redeemer, Miro. And she says, just don't fight it. You know, just come on in like I did. And he says, you know, like, hey, get your hands off me. There's only one woman that can touch me. And, 
And it's, it's not, not you. you. It's not you. And then that's when he just go ahead into a rant real quickly and just aggressively lets it be known. I'm coming for you, Malachi Black. And you know, like, yeah, I know what I know what I know what I know what I've been sent here to do. And that's pretty much if you up. And that's what's gonna happen now. And, you know, like, which is cool, but I didn't understand why they kept throwing sting in his face while this Brody thing was going on. And then Miro is the one who's really gonna deal with him. So I didn't know if they were confused. Sometimes AEW taps at the door. They knock a few times to see what the fans are, how they're going to answer, how they're going to respond to it before they go all the way in. They just kind of get their feet in there to see how hot the water is, and then they go from there. I think now yeah. they realize they don't care about this stain crap in him. We're going to do Miro and Malachi Black. I just don't like Redeemer being the baby face or whatever you want to call him. I'm, I know he's not a baby face. He's kind of more like Mox, but yeah. he's still not a heel, and I want him heel. He should have just been healed, and he should have been the champion immediately. Like, he should have probably been the one to come in, just whoop ass, and now I'm the damn champion. And then when Punk comes back, like, he's not worthy of this, he's not worthy of that, I'm the champion. They screwed all of that up. And uh, mm-hmm. Jim Cornette tells it like it is. If I forget which video or which podcast it is, but he has it right. So, anyway, Miro and House of Black, I'm pretty sure that's going to be going on. Now, QT Marshall and his gang, The Factory, they tried to recruit Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks told him to piss off. Now, Hobbs. They try to go for Hobbs. Hobbs pretty much tells him the same thing, a little different. He just says, don't let your problem become my problem. And he just walks off. And after that, Ricky Starks had a match with his former teammate. Um, ah, am I forgetting his name already? Well, he didn't have that match immediately after. We had uh, FTR come out and save the day for Warlow because Warlow came out after Jay Lethal called him out. And uh, said he wants that title shot again at the TBS title. Warlow said, I'm going to kick all three of your asses. That's Big Sing- Singham or whatever his name is, the big Indian That's guy. a big dude. That is a huge dude. But FTR comes out and helps Warlow, and they clear the ring. So after that, that's when we had a uh, promo in the back where it was um, Anna J ended up choking somebody else out again. <laughs> so <laughs> that's starting to get a little funny. And uh, she choked somebody out like, hey, you don't believe this? I'm going to choke you out. And she did it. Then the Ricky Starks had the match with uh, his former partner, Aaron. Is it Aaron Solo? I think that's it. I think so, yeah. And, uh, you know, you knew how that was going to end up. Starks got the win. Ricky Starks is going to be a star, as we've said before. And it's just good to see him getting TV time here now on a weekly basis. And uh, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for that because that – if it was Adam Cole or somebody, we wouldn't see Ricky Starks on TV. And I'm just glad that he's getting that time and Brian Danielson hadn't been on TV every week. I appreciate it. They're giving him the push to the, that, that he needs. So after he gets the match, the factory come out to jump him. Ricky Starks believes in the saying, hey, man, it's better to be a live chicken than a dead duck. And he he hits, he hits he leaves the ring and he runs up the Raptors and he's gone. Uh, and he, he stops and he kind of, you know, has a little fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ricky Starks and Hobbs, they didn't, they didn't have any kind of encounter on Dynamite. But like, what do you think they should be doing next? I mean, as far as getting this going, they both were on TV, but just you know. And that's weird to me. Yeah, that's weird that there, there's no interaction to. Find. It's almost as if they don't want them to touch each other. Maybe they're just trying to save it. Maybe, maybe. Now, last week. It's just week, weird to me that they don't they don't bump into each other. They don't, you know, any of that. Well, last week, last week they did, but this week they did. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, and, and you know, Hobbs ended up getting the last laugh last week. But uh, Stark said he's going to get his hands on him, but he couldn't because Hobbs didn't show up. It was the factory that, that tried to jump him. So um, I think they did show Hobbs in the back after that, and he seemed to be pissed that the factory didn't get the job done as far as attacking him or jumping him. And he just pretty much threw the monitor, ripped it off, right. the, ripped it off the wall, and threw it on the ground. So uh, after that, T, we had Madison Rain. Now, I'm not sure how familiar you are with her. She's now an AEW coach in AEW. She's former Impact, TNA, uh, however you want to call it, uh, wrestler. Had some good matches, you know, and back, in, back in that time. And um, here she is. I don't know when the last time she's actually wrestled for Impact or been in a match. I hadn't kept up anymore these days, but she's in this. Mm-hmm. Just her second match. She debuted on Rampage last week, and now here she is on uh, Dynamite. See, one thing I hate about AEW, they sometimes go fast with these things. Like, what is yeah. the reason for Jade fighting her? Like, I know Jade came to the ring and and said what she said, but they just they just they just pushed Chris Statlander out of the out of the picture without saying a thing. Uh, so what I'm getting at is that Jade Cargill, she's 36 and 0. Don't kid yourself, people. She wasn't losing that match. She beats mm-hmm. Madison Rain. And then Athena shows up, and Athena, you know, uh, attacks Jade from behind, and she's about to really put it to her. And then that's when uh, Kiara Hogan pulls Jade out of the ring. But uh, finally, Athena picks that TBS title up in the middle of the ring and holds it up. At one point, Athena says she was going for, um, man, who did she say she was going for? She said she was going for Kiara Hogan. No, she said she was going for, uh, I don't know what she said, but she said Chris Statlander. The TBS title will look good on her waist. And she said the AEW title. No, she said Chris Statlander. The AEW championship, women's championship, mm-hmm. will look good on Statlander. And now she's been gone. So I guess she's waiting on whenever they're done doing whatever they're going to do with Thunderstorm or whatever. I'm not sure. And now Athena finally gets her hand on the TBS title. So, again, uh, no Statlander and and Athena. We never did get to see that happen. Something It was a reason for that. I forget what. But anyway, what I'm getting at is, finally, Jade and Athena, slowly but surely, they're getting to it. Do you have anything to say about that, or do you think that this is still just somebody in the way as Jade continues to just keep knocking the dominoes down? I don't I don't know if she'll beat Jade or not, but as far as just, like, the match, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, outside of their Twitter war and their, you know, kind of their little um, in-ring competition with each other, uh-huh. they seem to have pretty good chemistry. Okay. And they're both incredibly athletic. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that match, but I think it'll be a really good one. Okay. I hope so. I really do. Yeah. I, I, the the time where they were both in the tag match and they had that, you know, quick little, I guess, two or three minutes, you can tell that they were trying to save it. They didn't want to do too much. Right. Uh, but from what I saw, man, they had really good chemistry. And, and that's Jade looked really good in there with her. She looked really good with Jade. Uh-huh. Uh, they both they both sold for each other. They both uh, made each other look good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a whole match between them. Yep. Agree. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Thunder Rosa, excuse me, Thunder Rosa and uh, Tony Storm, they were in the back with Tony Schiavone. And uh, I'm trying to see exactly what they... They went from Thunderstorm to... I'm confused. Okay, so basically, basically Thunderstorm are in the back and they're talking about something that happened with their last match. 
Tony Storm is kind of explaining herself and she just kind of letting it be known that don't forget, don't get it twisted. I still want to be the AEW Women's Champion. And uh, Thunder Rosa just pretty much told her, hey, I wish you good luck on your match next week because she's fighting Caitlin King, Caitlin King or whatever her name is next week mm -hmm. on Dynamite. And, uh, you know, Thunder Rosa just said, hey, I, I, I understand and I, I respect what you're saying, but, you know, you can get the, you can get this title off your mind, baby. Uh, you know, like, so I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're doing. Like first they're enemies and then they're partners and now they're going to be enemies again. What the hell? Um, man, this whole reign by, uh, Thunder Rose has just been abysmal. I'm sorry, man. I, look, ladies and gentlemen, if you think we're complaining and we just want to just chew AEW out, I'm sorry. Just... Uh, that's not the case. I like, I like Thunder Rose. I wanted her to be champion. I thought she should have been champion. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if they had any plan for her, her run. It seems like they didn't really have a plan for it. No, no, they have not. I don't get what they're doing with that, but I guess something's going to happen next Wednesday uh, involving Tony Storm and her match, and Thunder Rosa will either come out there and save the day for her or she won't save the day for her. Something's up. But Chris Statlander has to be coming up somewhere at this point because of what what was said in the back from Athena a month ago or something like that. It's probably been a month now or close to it. But, again, before we move on, and we got to get out of here, who in the hell is going to take this? Who should take the AEW Women's uh, title from Thunder Rosa? We know it wasn't Jamie Hayter uh, fight of the champ, fight, I mean, uh, Battle of the Belts uh, 3. It wasn't her. So who who does it, though? If Who's going to take the title off? Who's worthy of it? There's, we haven't seen a lot of action from any of the women's. And I forgot to mention real quick that it, it, it may be an all-women's show. It's called All Elite Women, still AEW. Uh, they say it's a TV show. Some people thought it was a reality show, and I'm hearing that they're really serious about it. They've trademarked it, and it may actually be an hour, at least an hour or two-hour show program with strictly nothing but the AEW women. Not mm. not sure. Not I'm not sure how true that is, but Brian Alvarez is talking about it as well. I mean, uh, yeah, him, I heard it from him and uh, – uh, what's his name? The one that you said always, sometimes he he, he tends to cheer for AEW a lot more. Oh, Meltzer. Melt, Dave Meltzer said this as well. So I'm not sure, but that's what I'm hearing. But as of now, I can't tell you who, who like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. T, T do you know who's going to take the belt off of Thunder Rosa? Because it's time, but just who? I, I mean, I'm, I'm sticking with my original, uh, my original desire that it should be Jade. Jay should have them both because Jay is a champion. I agree. But do you think who that they're going to let Tony Who will Storm... take it off? Probably DMD. Oh, my God. Now, if they do this again, man. And where the yeah, hell probably, are... probably DMD. And where the hell is Akari Rashida? Like, again, I've seen her on Dark once or twice, and then she's gone again. Like, I don't see her. She's um, on a long vacation. Man, this is crazy. Okay, so pretty much – that was about it, and then we had, and I knew something was going to happen because Moxley and Jericho came out for the main event around 8.25 Central Time. That was really early. Yeah, that was really early. I'm like, man, please don't let these guys be in this damn ring for no 35 minutes. But we know why. The match ended about at a good 8.50, 8.52. So we knew, like, okay, we've got about six, seven minutes. to sp What the hell is going on? Somebody's making a comeback. And I was hoping for it to be Kenny Omega, but it was not. But I'm still happy with it being CM Punk. Uh, I forgot to tell you, um, Jericho tapped. Uh, <laughs> Moxley didn't lose that belt, and I don't think anybody it, really thought he was going to lose tapped, He tapped to a sleeper hole, by the way. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, Jericho said that he was going to stretch the shit out of Moxley. He said that he would be the new 
AEW champion for a second time, and he guaranteed it, but that did not happen. Uh, we had a melee for a minute where JAS was out there, Blackpool Combat Club was out there, and then all of a sudden there's CM Punk. The music hit. I thought I seen him limp a little bit, and then by the time he got down the ramp, he seemed to be like, forget this. You know, mentally, maybe he told himself, I'm fine. Don't show it. I'm not saying he's not fine because there are some pictures that some people got where you could see him having breakfast with a few other people and the boot. He was not in the boot anymore. Uh, but I had just saw him in the boot about two weeks ago in San Diego with Britt Baker, Jay Cargill, and Darby Allen. So who knows? But a lot of people yeah, say people I, say one that thing boot. about it, and I, and I think sometimes even as fans, uh-huh. longtime fans, we forget how good wrestlers are at kayfabe. Yeah. Uh, so you know you got to give those guys credit because I, I I think his foot is healed now. I think it healed faster than what they said it was. But you know we got all those reports about his foot being shattered and he was having to learn how to walk again. Uh, that may have been a little bit of kayfabe. Maybe so. Maybe so. Because I heard that he was only in that boot just to let people know, hey. I'm in a boot here. Don't come near it. Don't do this. Don't it. Don't step on it. Right, right, right. And, right. and, and so again, it could have been some of that, and or or more than what you're saying. Probably the kayfabe. Like, yeah, I, I hope they think that I'm still hurt. Uh, yeah. And, and and look, people have to people don't forget that he does heels. A wrestling series that comes on uh, a wrestling drama series that airs on Stars. He Absolutely. Might, he might have never even really been hurt that bad. He they just didn't want to say that. Hey, he's going back to film that show again, and they didn't want any heat from that. Who knows? But he's back, and uh, kind of a new look for Punk, and here he is. Hopefully he's better, and hopefully he's not as sloppy, because I'm sorry. As much as I love CM Punk, I love him more on the microphone than I do in the ring, and he was pretty sloppy and out of touch in the ring, and he admitted that his damn self. So there's no hate here, no shade. Just I hope right. Punk is better, and I hope that he is, is 100%. Uh, Excalibur said he hadn't been cleared though, but that's it. Punk showed back up. Terrence, uh, anything that you have to say about AEW before we call it, before we end this, and where are they going to go with this? I don't like where they're going with it in my book. If it's Moxley and Punk, what well, it is, they showed it, and Mox was just like f you, even though you did come yeah. save my ass. I mean, like he's still not heel, but he's not babyface. Punk is though right now. I. Man, they should throw MJF in there or something. They should do something. But, Terrence, I'll let you have this. How do you see this going and how should it go? Well, I I think that the main thing for them is that they should be getting some guys back at the right time with injury because they were just uh, just, just brutalized with injuries. And um, how it should go, I, I'm, I like your idea from earlier with putting MJF in there as a triple threat, and I would have MJF win it. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Or even, even if they – even if they hear me out, they had the match booked for an AEW uh, event before their all-out pay-per-view. MJF comes out, interrupts the match. The man's be put in the match. Uh, some kind of way, Tony Khan gives into his demands and puts him in the match, and he wins it. And I will be totally okay with it. Yeah, I would too. That's fine. I'd be totally okay with that. Where they drop the ball at though, still with MJF, Tony Khan. And I know he doesn't want to be on TV. I get it. But he has no problem with bringing his ass out, talking to the fans after after the show postponed. You know, I mean, post-game or whatever you want to call it, when the show is over. He has no problem coming out sometimes thanking the fans, talking about whatever. Do it when it's live. I think yeah. him and MJF could have been Vince 
and Stone Cold. They could have made they could have made some money. They really messed that up, man. You were right, T. They really dropped the ball. They really messed up. A, they missed a lot of money. I don't know how he thinks this is going to be just as hot, as good as MJF is. But they had it. That was it. And the only way it'll be hot is if you push the the belt on them. That's it. And I still think it's not good enough. They really it messed up. It still won't be as good as it, as it, as it could have been. Unless he's going to come back and he's going to do the same thing over, a little bit different. And then Tony Khan comes out then like, I'm sick of this crap. Who do you think you are? You know, well, I, I guess he can't say it like that. That that would be too much of what Vince did. Mm-hmm. Man, Vince was really good, though, back in the day. He was good. Yes, now, he was. Who he, the he hell was. do you think you are? For somebody who did, who never wanted to be on TV, man, when when it was his time, he 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 signed. He was made for TV. I'm not gonna lie. Back then, man, 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 man. Uh, that dude. I'm I'm finna end this, man. But yeah, they messed up T. But I was watching Peacock, uh, not too long ago here over the weekend. Just just doing some stuff and got bored and started looking at some things. And uh, it was a very personal. This was real. This was real spit here. I believe. Uh, they probably didn't even write write this down on the script. This was heart to heart. It was the heart to heart between Vince McMahon and the Undertaker, uh, or the Dead Man, Dead Man Walking at the time. Yeah. Um, and that was a. I forgot how funny that gimmick, how funny that that character was as well. But uh, he, uh, it starts off. Uh, I don't know. He he was like, "You call for me or whatever." The hell you want, Vince? And he said, "I just wanted to see if you had a good Thanksgiving." He's like, "Why the hell do you? You don't care. You don't give a damn." And Vince was just like, hey, look now, damn it, I'm trying to be nice and blah, blah, blah. And um, he basically said that he didn't understand why Undertaker was so bent out of shape that he didn't put him in some match um, or something. He picked Kurt Angle or something like that. And, you know, Undertaker just kept telling the man, oh, that's your boy. I've been around here 11 years. I know when you've got somebody picked out to be your boy. And Vince was like, well, whatever. In the end, he admitted that he didn't do certain things with The Undertaker because after 11 years, because Undertaker was like, after 11 years, why not me? Why not me? He said, because I know I can always count on you. You've been so loyal to me, I'll admit, though I took it for granted. And he was like, man, after 11 years, when everybody was jumping ship, and he was talking about a lot of people that really did jump ship to WCW, you never mm-hmm. left. And I trusted you so much, and I had so much loyalty. you just been so loyal. I just I kind of took it for granted. But one thing's for sure, I shouldn't have to explain anything because – You've been here. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. And he was just pretty much just letting it be known that I really don't know you a damn thing, but I do appreciate you. And if this doesn't prove how much I respect you, I don't know what does as far as how I have just kind of let you do you. And I haven't, you know, I forgot his word for word what he said, but it was a heart to heart in my book. And I was like, wow, I don't even remember this. I want to say it was like 2002 or three. Or something like that, and it, but it was some really good stuff, and he was right, and that was that was just eleven years in. Undertaker did it for another eleven or fifteen years after that too, you know, as far as his loyalty and all of that. So that was mm-hmm. just it was just really good. But looking at that promo, looking at that cut in the back in Vince's office, I was just like, man, I thought I was watching a damn soap opera. Those those guys were really good, and Vince was really good at what he did uh, in that at that time when he still was good at it. So I just wanted to just say that because look, look, Vince, and again, he did what he did. And Absolutely. Shame on you, Vince. Again, I'm not one of those guys who was saying I still love him and you know this, 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 and that, and just kicking under the rug what he's done. But we 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 never have you know took anything away from anybody with when they were good, they were good, and we can say yeah. that. 
I have my thing about Ric Flair these days, but he still was the man. And to be the yeah. man, you got to beat the man. He's still my GOAT, no doubt about it, even though I'm not very fond of the real Ric Flair these days. This right. man was as good as it gets. That's all I'm really trying to say. But I'm, yeah, well, I'm and, I, and, I, and I think what you're referring to, you're referring to Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon, the character, and Vince McMahon, the the the, the chairman. Ah, uh, yeah. Even though he was, you know, yeah. they're not the same people. Yeah, right, right, like, right. Even though they are the same person, but you know, what I'm saying like yeah. Mr. McMahon, what he did in the ring. We're just talking about him in the ring, yeah. uh, on the microphone, acting it out. We're not talking about Vince McMahon. The person, so people have to, you know, just want to make sure that it's clear what you're talking about. Ah, uh, yeah, I, thank you, and thank you for for uh, you know bringing that up and saying that to you. That's exactly what I mean, Mr. McMahon, the character. He was damn good. That was good. That was good stuff. And I was just looking at it like, man, he's really having a real heart to heart here with him, and and people do that sometimes. They well, this was this was now now the downside to that is a lot of what you saw from Mr. McMahon <laughs> was really Vince just kind of thinking out loud because I remember a promo. I actually showed some friends of mine uh, Sunday where he was um, he had made, basically made Jericho wrestle like three different times until Jericho lost his IC title. And uh, he, he cut the uh, the famous uh, life isn't fair, life sucks and then you die promo. And the people that I was showing it to was like, oh, he's right. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right. A lot of real life in that, man, because yep. he was talking about people uh, – complaining about life not being fair and how he cuts line and, you know. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, all life feels is that it sucks and then you die. And just the way he said it, you know, in his voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they were like, oh, man, that's deep, man. He got a little too deep. Yeah. But it's Vince, though. Yeah, that, that was Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon, he's the only person I know to hire everybody in the stands and fire them just, just so he can fire everybody in the stands. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think... If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> what I read somewhere when he did that was they actually gave everybody like a dollar bill on the way out because they were on payroll for like a certain amount of time. Wow. So he legitimately hired everybody in the stands and fired them. <laughs> I don't even remember this, man. Yeah, he was like, you're all hired. He waited like a second or two. Yeah. And I just and you're all fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well at least hey, at least they were compensated though for their for their time That's right. being hired. That's right. Uh, that whole uh split second. <laughs> man, that yeah. guy, he was something else though, man. But look, it was time and I'm glad that that time has come and now H is the man and he's taking over. And from listening to Terrence Smith tonight, I mean today, ladies and gentlemen, it seems like uh, he has Triple H has Terrence's approval, and he is on his way, hitting the ground running to get this company back to where it needs to be. And the carrying cross and all the people—I don't know all these people. I'll admit, but the people that he's bringing back—it sounds to me from listening to Terrence, ladies and gentlemen, that he has enough firepower to keep this thing going until the likes of Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, and these people come back. That is if Randy Orton comes back, because I'm not hearing, I'm not, it's not sounding nah, good yeah, for I Randy Orton. I haven't heard anything man. good about it. I haven't either, but I mean, I'm just saying if he does, like there's enough right now to hold the fire, I mean, to keep the fire going until Cody comes back at least, because, man, it was, I'm sorry, some people seem to think it was a damn rough eight months for Tony Khan without Kenny Omega. And, you know, I damn near want to agree except for a few things that he's done well in his time. Uh, and this is with Brian Danielson and CM Punk being there. And they just recently were out for a minute, but it has been a hell of a year without Kenny Omega. And 
I, I'm sorry, it's been eight months, but it seems like it's been 18, to be honest with you. So, yeah, it'll be great to see him back. We're not for certain he'll be back, ladies and gentlemen, but we're damn near almost for certain <laughs> that he'll be back. Yeah. I'm going to end the show the same way I've ended the last time. Where is MJF? Certainly hope that he shows up soon here. And uh, if he does, I guess if there's anybody I can trust to get you right back to where we were two months ago, it is MJF. But, uh, damn, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be a hell of a promo, I'm sure. But, Tony Khan, you still got time to get on TV. If you don't want to get on TV, bring Cornette in. I bet you his ass will get on TV and play general manager in, and do whatever. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Where the hell is Vicky Guerrero, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, you've got people that can help book this stuff and or something, or at least be on TV acting like they're booking it. You're not using these people properly, TK. I promise you, you're not. You're just not. You're just not. You're just not. Uh, man, man, man. That's all I got, though, ladies and gentlemen. We apologize. It's almost 90 minutes, almost a 90-minute show. But we have co- really, really, really covered a lot of ground here from WWE yeah. to AEW. H is the man. H is doing his thing, and he's immediately showing you this is how it's done. You do this, you do this. I mean, it's just like he's just drawing up this playbook, and then he's just running the plays just like that, and he's getting it done. Tony Khan, you've got to watch yourself because this man is going to try to destroy you. He is just going to be doing what he does over there the correct way, but it can easily destroy you. I got to say this. like AEW has about three, four months to like get it right. Uh, because you don't want to go into another WrestleMania season with all this momentum that WWE has. That that could be very problematic. Yeah, I agree. And they've already and, and and the rumble ain't far away. They've already dropped the ball to me, kind of, because this is their WrestleMania coming up of their own, and that's all out. Some people say it's double or nothing, but I think it's all out. Their biggest. I think all out is the is the big show. And and we're getting close to it. And does it feel like a WrestleMania feel this year? No. Maybe maybe when Omega shows up next week. Maybe if MJF shows up, Punky is back. Maybe we're getting here. But I just I think they're jamming it in because they they feel like, damn it, we we've got to do something. But uh, I will find out if these guys are really a hundred percent and if they're clear or whatever. But. I don't feel the WrestleMania feel, and this is their own WrestleMania coming up here in in about three weeks, you know, in a little more 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 than three weeks. So yeah, um, that's, they have they have not sold that pay per view to me yet. They have not, and that's the reason why I think these people are coming back, even though they may not need to be back just yet. I think this is the reason why Omega may not be a hundred percent for all we know, but I think they're coming back because they need this, and uh, we'll see. But you're right, three four months tops, they cannot end this year. You know, not being where we saw AEW at in 2019 and 2020. They cannot. This was a company that was still keeping it entertaining to watch when they had no fans. You know, like n- nobody was in the arena. And they still kept the stories good enough for us to watch it. That's not the same show I'm watching. Anymore. Yeah, and, then, and, then, and another downside to for this is that hockey's getting ready to start back. So oh. who knows what their schedule is going to be. It'll be all over the place, I'm sure. Is it coming back around that damn fast? Yeah, hockey pretty much falls along the same lines as uh, basketball. It sure does. So it's not too far away. Yeah. It sure does. But it doesn't air on Wednesday nights, right? I mean, well, yeah, it does on TNT. Yeah. That's the reason why they moved the TV in. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, see, that's the, another reason why they dropped the ball. They let two months pass without an MJF, and the finals was over. We were like, well, when the finals is over, <laughs> the NBA finals in it, the Stanley Cup finals in it, and they still didn't bring him back. 
That's why some yeah. people begin to think, hey, man, this, this guy's not coming back. And there's a lot of rumors that where people are saying we honestly don't know. And Tony's not saying shit. So nobody really knew. But Britt Baker might have let us know that he'll be back. But uh, TK, you've got to watch it, man. Triple H is going to do everything he can if he doesn't look down on the AEW wrestlers. It's, it's all being a pissed company. He knows what's best for business. I think he's going to do everything he can to get MJF to come. And I think MJF is going to leave because Triple H has the money. WWE has the money to offer. And I don't know if TK is going to do that because he gets so, you know, he takes things so personal. And I think he can be a little too sensitive with some of this stuff. And so I don't know, man. We'll see. But again, uh, not throwing shade on AEW. I love AEW. And I'm just, I'm just going to call it how I see it. And uh, it looks like the WWE is about to get back to where they need to be. Um, it's the Great Debate Show, ladies and gentlemen. The good guys, Terrence Smith, Jarvis Jeffries, Nick Ely will be back on Tuesday. We've got the NFC West. We're going to talk about it and, uh, you know, so much more. And, you know, whatever happens with Durant and all of that with sports. But this has been the Great Debate Show. In the words of Roman Reigns, we need you all to acknowledge us. We're, <laughs> right. <laughs> we're available wherever you get your podcasts. Follower, follower, uh, follow and download, rate, review, let us know. On Facebook, you can go to The Great Debate Show. Type it in the search bar, The Great Debate Show, and get in on some of the great debates that we have going on throughout the week. And on Twitter as well, King Sip Productions on Twitter. And Terrence, your Twitter name again? Uh, Where's my Twitter name? Coach underscore Spud. It's been a long time since I've changed it. That's Instagram. Uh, Instagram, Twitter is Terrence uh, M underscore Smith. Okay, okay. The Crown Prince of Ashland. That's the Crown it. Prince of Ashland. We're about to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I have, T. Anything else? No, that's it, man. You guys uh, and, and enjoy what's left of your week and enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you guys again Tuesday. For sure. That's right. Y'all be safe out there. Peace. Peace.